Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and happy Thanksgiving from the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, November 23rd, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, My Journey from Frustration to Outrage Deceiving anger. I have had it. My past sense of frustration with the damaging policies of the left has moved to outrage and anger because I'm finally seeing the result of the big picture in action. The movement from mere disagreement on key policies to the left's raw, full-throated imposition of their ideas using administrative actions rather than legal legislation has placed our society in danger of collapse and the real possibility of a major world war. A combination of evil evil psychopaths and craven, effete professors, misled and miseducated the bulk of our citizenry, creating cadres of Lenin, Lenin's youthful idiots that can be spun up into their mobs on a moment's notice. This, combined with the bumbling ineptitude and ignorance of our administrative state, all add to my outrage. Let's look at the first, or let's look at the list of just some examples of conduct that is beyond the pale. I am enraged that our U.S. Congress continues to pile debt upon debt with no consequences because it isn't the politicians' money, and they can't be held accountable. They just keep increasing the debt limit. I am outraged that Washington absconded with the power vested in the federated structure of our Constitution, which intends, for the most part, power to be issued from the states, and then assign that power to an administrative state, where bureaucrats' regulations are enforced like laws. I am outraged at the Marxism we permitted into our higher education system at blue-chip universities has now created hateful 
Marxist progressive students. I have seething anger about the takeover of K-12 education by leftist teachers unions and school boards that indoctrinate children during their formative years in racism, victimhood, and LGBTQ plus matters. Denounce mainstream culture and religion and tear down the family structure, all while blocking parents from knowing. I have moved from frustration to outrage about so-called trans movements overtaking society, although fewer than three in 1,000 even meet the traditional psychiatric definition for de dis gender dysphoria. dysphoria. Under the LGBTQ plus rainbow banner, requiring us to pretend along with the lie under penalty of social ostracism. I am outraged at forcing women to open their private spaces to men and the unequal physical competition in women's sports that occurs, all while everyone is expected to act as if this is normal. This is kangaroo court territory where we are forced to repeat under the penalty of punishment an obvious lie that there are more than two genders and that a man who announces he is a woman is, in fact, a woman. I am seizing that our wide open border allows millions to flood in, including untracked terrorists, while Secretary Baghdad Bob Mayorkas stares into the camera and says the border is under control. I am outraged that we continue to send so-called humanitarian aid funding to Iran and terrorists in Gaza and the West Bank, all of whom use it against us and our allies. This, combined with the Democrats' Iran appeasement, means that Iran will likely have a functional nuclear weapon very soon. I am enraged that America's city streets are filled with trash, needles, open drug use, human waste, and people living in massive tent cities, something the left has pur purposefully created as one way to collapse society. We're told the solution is difficult, if not impossible, to fix, yet San Francisco just proved it could be done in a week. I am enraged that the defund the police movement, which included releasing dangerous prisoners back onto the streets, is a by-design policy to increase societal unrest and make life dangerous for normal citizens. However, two issues are my biggest triggers. First, it enrages me that just the usurpation of administrative decrees the lie of climate change is now ruling our economy. The left's one-sided imposition of cures for this false problem only has one purpose, to stop the production of oil and gas while failing on purpose to consider replacements for that energy to keep us alive. Nine states have now doubled down and said that by 2035, only EVs can be sold within their borders, a position they hold regardless of the impossibility of building enough EVs 
and electric generating capacity to meet the need. Even if we all agreed 100% to do it, the real goal is forcing citizens onto public transportation, which places individual movement under government control. Finally, this last one scares me. It is outrageous that our warmongering left, along with some very sick people on the right, got us into supporting the Ukraine war by goading Russia into invading Ukraine because they hate Putin and wanted to force Russia's regime change. Suddenly, our military-industrial complex had to be fed massive orders for war material and we needed to excuse needed an excuse to ship billions of US dollars to Ukraine, further running us into debt while lining their pockets of corrupt people all along the line. Bumbling action in the Afghanistan withdrawal global appeasement and the inability to correctly walk off a stage demonstrates how weak President Biden appears to our adversaries opening the door to consider military action elsewhere, such as Taiwan. Which leads me to my most seething anger of all. What all this means is that finally, 100 years after Woodrow Wilson imposed the administrative state on us, which rejects the Constitution's separation of powers, a move later aligned with the Frankfurt School's long march through the institutions and concomitant Marxism, socialism has won. America, as the Constitution divide, defines it, is over. The infuriating irony is that all the stupid, brainwashed, woke, useful idiots will have delivered full powers to their psychopaths behind the curtain. They and we will find out that the promised workers' paradise is a lie. A lie they believe because leftists successfully erase the history showing where their policies lead. And when the useful idiots wake up and start complaining, they'll be shocked to see that rather than being among the ruling elites, they'll face the firing squad along with the rest of us. All the closet socialists who comment here may finally figure it out, but it will be too late. Unfortunately, everything leftists have done will also take me and others who do understand history down along with it. And that angers me, because the most since America's leftist class never had that right. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people 
one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones. A government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. Do you like to keep up on matters that pertain to us as white people? Are you sick and tired of mainstream media newspapers blaming everything on us? Wouldn't you like to read like-minded news articles? Well, now you can. Subscribe to the Knights Party Crusader, stuffed with important happenings in America that nobody wants to talk about. Subscriptions are $35 yearly for bi-monthly editions. Call the Knights Party National Office at 870-427-3414 to subscribe to the Knights Party Crusader. Hours to call, which are Central Standard Times, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, and Saturday and Sunday, closed. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for sticking around uh, for the second part of the show. Uh, wow, it seems like forever uh, since I have done a show. Um, I missed, and I apologize, I missed the live show uh, last Saturday. Uh, there hasn't been any new uh, behind-the-hood shows, and I think I missed one or two shows here uh, I apologize for that, and also I want to apologize, too, uh, area Code 731 and Lone Werewolf, you sent me some articles, and uh, I honestly didn't have time to even look at them. Uh, so I don't have them uh, here for the show this evening, uh, but I'll take a look at them and then uh, try to get them in Tuesday's show, this coming Tuesday. Uh, I've been a little under the weather for quite some time now, and uh, uh, the last uh, week or so. Uh, it has been pretty bad, uh, so you know I've been missing some shows, and uh, I wanted to get one out 
Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I wanted to get a show out uh, for Thanksgiving, and just to let my listeners know, I am still alive and kicking. Uh, but I, I'm starting to feel uh, a little bit better. Uh, but I'm going to try to keep this show uh, to around an hour. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, uh, get a show here. Uh, good grief. Uh, I love doing the shows, and it's it's been killing me uh, not being able to do them. Okay, so we'll start out with this article. Uh, now, some of these uh, may be a little bit dated because I've had these articles uh, for quite some time, and I was just too ill uh, to do a show. Uh, so some of them may be a little bit dated, but this is what I had uh, together for the uh, uh, first Rust Belt Clansman show uh, that I missed. Uh, the headline to this is, and this comes from intomore.com. The headline is, This company introduced tampons for men as a backlash it's already crazy. You know, just when you think uh, you have heard everything, uh, something like this comes along. Tampons for men. Uh, let's get into this. For many trans men, menstruation can trigger gender dysphoria and the process of going to the feminine hygiene aisle to purchase some bubbly pink product certainly doesn't help matters. A Finnish hygiene brand is looking to change that by launching its first line of tampons designed specifically for men. Uh, could you believe that here in America that we are supposed to believe uh, this bullshit? That we're, we are supposed to take this as truth? Because our government supports homosexuality. And it, it's going way beyond that. Way beyond just homosexuality. Uh, to, to where this stuff is... Uh, we're supposed to accept this. Number one. A man cannot have a period. A man cannot have a baby. So, you know, when they're saying men are uh, menstruating, they're talking about women that think they're a man. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Uh, and, you know, people get canceled for saying just that. For saying the truth. Now, let's see. Uh, Tampon for Men by Vio Cosset, Finland's only manufacturer of disposable menstruation products, comes in a navy blue packaging with a straightforward minimalist design for men who have periods too. The tagline reads, uh, you know, uh, let's hope, because this says, this is just how crazy. Disposable menstruation products. Let's, let's hope they're disposable. Uh, guys out there listening to the show, uh, does your girlfriend or uh, uh, a wife have reusable uh, tampons or something like that? Uh, that's something new to me, but uh, uh, these say they are disposable. Wow. 
While the primary function remains consistent, the design, packaging, and branding of our tampon for men are consciously developed to not reflect the traditional feminized imagery, making it more inclusive and reflective of the diverse menstruating population the uh, brand has explained in a press question and answer. Uh, you know, if if I would have done a show when I first started doing uh, uh, radio shows, and I would have seen a headline like this, and, or I would have done a story like this, you know, I probably wouldn't have had not one single listener. Uh, people would have said, I don't know where he's getting his news from, uh, but this dude's crazy. And uh, here we are today. Uh, uh, we are t uh, supposed to believe these things. Uh, Cossett put together the campaign in just four weeks, launching the product in time for International Transgender Awareness Week from November 13th to 19th. Although the limited edition available only in Finland, Voskosset is planning a wider distribution in 2024 after gathering feedback from the initial launch. Um, there's not too many things that uh, uh, I'm at a loss for words, but this is one of them. And, you know, they even say, uh, launch for Transgender Awareness Week. Listen, transgender, and I've said this on the show before, uh, you know, when I was a young man, and you saw, which was very, very seldom, but you saw a, a man dressed as a woman, they were called transvestites. And, you know, that was something uh, really bad. And... Uh, now, since they're called transgender, this is supposed to make it, uh, you know, uh, not a mental illness anymore. Um, listen, if you, and I'm trying to put this family friendly, if you are using a tampon, you are not a man. You are not a menstruating man. You are a mentally ill female that thinks you are a male. If you are really a biological male and you are using tampons, there's only one place for those to go, folks. And uh, that's not a vagina. So there's the reality of the whole situation. Uh, I'm not even going to get into any more of that. Uh, but just the things uh, that we're supposed to believe uh, in today's times is uh, unbelievable. Oh, let's see what else we have here. Here, this is what all the all females need to do with this, uh, you know, uh, men and their sports. Uh, let me find this. Uh, here, here a female boxer in Canada 
Uh, this comes from the DailyMail.co.uk. The headline is, Female Boxer Withdraws from Ca Canadian Tournament After Being Told Her Rival Was Transgender With an Hour's Notice, Leaving Her Fearing for Her Safety. Another thing that is so unbelievable, that we are supposed to believe today. Because a man says he's a woman, he can compete in women's sports. Now listen, I'm not saying, uh, you know, all females, I'm not saying females um, are weaker, uh, females are better at things than males aren't. Uh, and there's plenty of female uh, uh, boxers and females in the UFC that would kick a guy's ass uh, straight up to his throat. But in general, you know, a biological male or a biological female that is going to fight a guy, uh, the odds are stacked against that biological female. Uh, the article here, a female boxer withdrew from a Canadian tournament after being told her rival is transgender, citing safety fears. Dr. Kata Bennett from Segney claims she was given just an hour's notice she was being matched with transgender fighter Maya Walmsley last month. The two had been scheduled, uh, the two had been due to face off in the 2023 Provincial Golden Glove Championship in Victor Avail, Quebec. But Bissignonet, and I apologize, I'm probably uh, pronouncing that wrong, uh, withdrew at the last second after learning the identity of her opponent, resulting in Wamp Walmansley being declared the winner by default, as they could not find anyone else to take her position in the same weight class. Women shouldn't have to bear the physical and psychological risks brought by a man's decisions regarding his personal life and identity, Bussinette told uh, Redux. There should be two categories, biological male and female. Uh, absolutely. Um, she also cited a study from the University of Utah which found that men can punch 163 percent harder than women. Studies on uh, strength in transgender women suggest that hormone blockers may reduce this biological advantage slightly. According to Boxing Canada, a trans fighter's identity should not be disclosed if a transition was undertaken before puberty to prevent discrimination. However, since Wamsley is originally from Australia, her history is not known. Bassinet, who works as a psychiatrist, said. Uh, hang on, I just lost my place. Uh, she claims that Walansky's files indicate zero fights as a woman in Canada. For her part, the Australian native has criticized Bassinet 
for publicly outing her rather than approaching her directly for a resolution. This kind of behavior puts athletes at risk of being excluded or receiving personal attacks based on hearsay, Wamsley said in a statement. I am afraid that this type of accusation could eventually be used to to delegitimize athletes in women's category and justify arbitrary and invasive regulations. Uh, You know, uh, here you have a homosexual male, uh, probably uh, got his ass kicked in school. You know, he was probably the kid that uh, got his ass beat on a daily basis and stuffed into his locker. Uh, So now, you know, uh, he has to prove he's a man. Uh, and he really can't do it uh, because he's a sissy. So he decides he'll just be a female then and compete against uh, biological females. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of this stuff I think is a power trip. Uh, and you know what I mean. Uh, 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 the weaklings in school that you know wouldn't defend themselves and uh, things like that. You know, and uh, they ended up. Um, you know, being bullied. I think this is a way for these people then uh, to take it out. Uh, you know, this guy probably couldn't fight a man. You know, he would probably get his ass mopped up. But he figures, okay, he can go in and beat the shit out of a woman. And, you know, that makes him look good, but he has to still pretend that he is a woman to be able to do these things. You know, uh, these... Uh, Biological men that wear dresses, they have to know, they have to know that they are not female. Uh, How how could you not know? You you would have to be uh, one, and I mean seriously, seriously, mentally ill person and think that you can just switch sexes. Uh, Can't happen. Cannot happen. Uh, I'm going to throw this, uh, just this headline out here. Uh, GQ Men of the Year list causes outrage as women dominate list. So, you know, it's not just men uh, pretending to be women. We also have women pretending uh, to be men. Uh, Crazy, crazy. Uh, Let's see. Here, the whole United States needs to become like uh, rural Tennessee, uh, this town. Uh, This comes from the news source express.co.uk. The headline to this is, Rural Tennessee Town Bans Public Gayness and Offenders Left Facing Five Years in Jail. Uh, This is great. You know, these these homosexuals uh, need pushed back into the closet because, uh, you know, uh, they're getting pretty brazen. Uh, you know, they're coming after our children. You know, and a homosexual guy, he knows that he couldn't, uh, just a few years ago, couldn't target a child. So the disguise is, okay, uh, this homosexual man, if he puts on a dress and calls himself a drag queen, this is his way to be around to molest little boys. Plain and simple, this is all this could be. Uh, 
And the scariest part? Our government supports this stuff. Joe Biden supports this stuff. And don't you think that our enemies aren't watching this? Uh, I've said this on the show before. Uh, you see pictures of the Chinese army. You see pictures of North Korea's uh, army. And these people look vicious. I mean vicious. They wouldn't bat an eye uh, to kill you. And when they look at America, what do you think they see? Um, anyhow, let's see here what uh, this town uh, is going on here. Uh, residents of Murfreesboro in Tennessee recently passed an ordinance that essentially prohibits homosexuality in public and a scheme to ban literary books they consider to be gay. Uh, this, this is absolutely what needs to happen. Uh, you know, um, people that would be against this, uh, think about, uh, go back and read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, in the Bible, that God destroyed those two cities over homosexuality. And then think uh, what happened to them by being publicly gay. And do they think this isn't going to happen again? You know, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, suppose uh, a town says, you know, you're welcome to uh, be gay in public in, in this town or this state or wherever. That's only a mortal man or woman telling you that it's okay to be a homosexual. That's not God saying it's okay. This is a mere mortal. And a mere mortal with a mental illness, uh, I might add. So, you know, all of these uh, homosexuals are going to meet God one day. And they are going to be destroyed. They're going to be stumped out, just like they were in Sodom and Gomorrah. And I want to see what, uh, you know, uh, I want to see, uh, I can imagine, uh, uh, some queer uh, dying of AIDS, whatever, uh, getting to heaven, God condemns this person to hell, and they're saying, well, no, Joe Biden said this was okay. Uh, you don't, you got to think who's uh, giving you your laws. Is it man or is it God? Uh, at one time, America followed God's laws. And guess what? It, it was a much safer, uh, uh, much, much safer uh, country. Not just safer, it prospered. It prospered. Uh, the rural Tennessee town banned indecent behavior, which includes indecent exposure, public indecency, lewd behavior, nudity, or sexual conduct in June, and it appears to specifically target the gay community. Well, that's the community that would be out... Uh, uh, just, uh, how could you be against laws against indecent behavior, indecent exposure, public indecency, lewd behavior, nudity, or sexual conduct in public? How could you not be against that? And of course it commits uh, uh, targets to the gay community. Uh, these are the people that are in the streets luring our children. You know, it used to be uh, you know, uh, for chets, for child molesters, 
and the picture was the old panel van, rusted panel van driving through town. And it's it's not that anymore. Uh, you know, child blasters, they don't have to hide anymore. Uh, they can call themselves transgender, and, uh, you know, kids are, uh, uh, it's open season on America's kids. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I was saying, you know, uh, someday here in America, uh, pedophilia is going to uh, be legal. And I'm sure when I said that, a lot of people thought I was crazy. And uh, here we go, you know. Uh, it hasn't uh, gotten that open yet. You know, uh, the government isn't going to come out and say, okay, uh, guys, if you want to molest little boys, just put a dress on and, you know, uh, go out and you can do it. Uh, it, it is disguise, it's masks, but what would you call that when a man could dress like a, a woman and uh, sit there with their legs wide open reading books to young children? What else would you call that? Uh, how could anybody in this uh, Tennessee town be against this law? Uh, it says uh, anyone found going against this new rule will be barred from hosting public events or selling goods and services at them for two years. The punishment only worsens if someone is found breaking the ordinance in front of children. This will land you a five-year barring. Uh, a challenge to the restriction led by the American Civil Liberties Union has started. Despite this, city officials have still ratified the ordinance. This is all part of a wider plan to ban books, which most Freeborough residents deem homosexual and therefore inappropriate for their children. Yeah, they make it sound like that's a bad thing. But this is why um, uh, Merce Freeborough is uh, banning open gayness. They should be uh, banning homosexual books for children. You know, this idea that children are born homosexual is not, is a myth. God, okay, God condemned homosexuals. God stumped out homosexuals. And if you want to go that far, God murdered homosexuals because he hated them. So, do you think God would instill into a small newborn child uh, homosexuality? Of course not. Of course not. You know, uh, these little kids aren't even considered God's creation anymore, I guess. Uh, local activist Carrie Lampert said at the meeting, when have the people who banned books ever been the good guys? So here, uh, and here's where I say that uh, local activist Carrie Lambert. This has to be a homosexual, a, pro a lesbian. If she isn't, she says, "No, I just believe that uh, uh, love is love." Uh, well, guess what? No, no, you don't. You, you're a, a homosexual. You're either lying to yourself or lying to uh, other people. But you cannot support something like this. And and to make that statement, um. This is just a way for people to ban books. And when has it ever been the good guys that banned books? 
you know, making it sound like you are wrong if you don't want your children uh, molested. And that's what it boils down to. Uh, four books have already been removed under the new rule, including Flamer. Let's talk about it. Queerfully and wonderfully made. And this book is gay. Do those sound like titles you want your child seeing? I don't know what people don't get that, you know, uh, this is why they are targeted. God didn't, God, God didn't make homosexuals to procreate for a reason. So what these, they have to attack your children because queers can't have their own kids. Plain and simple. Uh, it, you know what gets me? You know, it, it, talking about the um, tampons and, and stuff for men and uh, this whole idea of men and women's sports. Now, there are, uh, now th this just goes along with, you know, queers can't procreate. Now, if a woman decides she wants to be a man, so she's the man, and there's a guy, and he decides he wants to be a woman. So now he thinks he's the woman. They have to have sexual intercourse. And they may claim that, you know, this baby... Uh, this baby was made uh, over a homosexual union. It wasn't, you know, this, uh, uh, the idea that two homosexuals can have children uh, doesn't happen. Now, I guess, you know, if you wanted to go uh, artificial insemination or something like that, but it still isn't a man having a baby. And, you know, when I see this, I often wonder, uh, why didn't the woman just be the woman and the guy be the guy? Why do they have to swap roles? To love each other. Answer that. Uh, the local library card system will, uh, will also uh, be changed. Starting next year, all books will be categorized into certain age groups, and children will only be able to check out books that correlate with their age, unless their parents give permission. This has left local librarians are worried that books assigned to children at school will no longer be available. They shouldn't be available to kids. You know, um, you know what's really sick? Think about the authors to these books. You know, these people actually sit and write this stuff and uh, believe it. And, and spread this to children. Um, I, 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 I don't get it. And here, here's a, a, a woman that, uh, she ain't playing it. Uh, and now this comes from the advocate.com and the advocate is, uh, 
Uh, well, actually, that looks like a magazine because it has Jamie Lee Curtis on the cover. So maybe The Advocate is a uh, queer uh, magazine. Uh, I didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis supported homosexuality, but she must. She has to. Anyhow, the headline is, Salon owner who told trans queer customers to visit pet groomer facing discrimination charge. A small business center in Michigan is facing discrimination charges for social media posts advising potential queer and transgender customers to visit a pet groomer instead of her boutique hair salon. What's wrong with that? Uh, seriously, uh, why would a heterosexual person want to come in contact with anything uh, or any part uh, of a queer person. Maybe it's just hair, but still. These people carry uh, diseases. Uh, they're mentally ill. And, you know, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have to cater to these people. God won't. God's not going to cater to them, so why should we have to? Uh, Michigan's Department of Civil Rights filed a, char a charge Wednesday claiming that Christine Geiger, the owner of Studio 8 Hair Lab in Traverse City, unlawfully discriminated against three, clientele, three claimants in a series of posts to social media in July on the basis of their sex, according to the Associated Press. Michigan law bans discrimination on the basis of sex, age, color, um, familial status, height, housing, marital status, national origin, race, religion, or weight for employment, housing, and public services. The state's Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act was amended earlier this year to include sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, but the changes won't take effect until next year. Last month, Geiger stood by the post and filed a lawsuit against the city and three claimants saying they violated her free speech rights under the First Amendment. Her attorney, David Delaney, told the AP that post reflected her protected religious beliefs and that she had not physically prevented anyone from entering her storefront. You know, if you're a business owner, and you're paying your taxes, you should be able to do whatever you want with your business. You should be able to serve whoever you want. You should be able to turn away whoever you want. You know, uh, uh, you should be able to hang a sign in your window. We don't uh, cater to homosexuals. I'll even go further than that. We don't cater to colors. How's that? Uh, we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. Now, just think of businesses, you know, I said that cater to colored. Uh, all the uh, uh, shoplifting and uh, these grab-and-go or whatever they call that, uh, gangs of blacks busting into stores and uh, taking all kinds of things. Imagine if uh, those stores could say, we don't cater to colored. Or, colors 
not welcome. And it doesn't have armed security there. Because, you know, if, if somebody reads the sign, you know, for instance, if I have a neighbor and I'm going over to that neighbor's house pesting all the time, and someday I go over to the neighbor's house and there's a sign on there that says, Paul, go home. We don't want you here. Would you still try to force yourself to go there? Of course not. So if you have a sign hanging on your business that says, uh, we don't cater to queers or we don't cater to cowards, you should be able to enforce that. You can enforce who comes to your house. Why not your business? And, like I said, just think of how crime would drop if these businesses, you know, there's many businesses in America now going bankrupt over these uh, smash and goes and smash and grabs and uh, uh, looting stores empty, shoplifting. Uh, imagine if, if you were allowed to have your store armed and have a sign clearly posted, colors not colors not welcome. That when they showed up to come in to to, uh, to loot your store empty, and that sign was there, and they were informed once they got inside, colors are not welcome, and security should be able to deal with that. Then in a different way, uh, because if you see the sign, you're not welcome. They don't want you there, and you go in. There should be a law against them going in. And every business should be able to protect their business. Uh, you know, this wouldn't even have to have a sign. Uh, we don't cater to colors or colors not welcome. Because these people, when they do it, they are invading your space. Now, if you're armed and somebody breaks into your home, you're allowed to use lethal force. Why should it be any different than for your business? You know, you see too many of these videos of these mobs of even kids, black kids, uh, busting into these stores and people just idly standing by. You know, you should be able to defend your business and your merchandise and your safety at your business. So, you know, uh, in my opinion... Lethal force should be allowed in those situations, regardless of the color, the age. You know, you walk into a store with the intent to loot and you get uh, shot and killed by the, the, the store owner. That's your problem. That's your problem. Uh, you know, and, and that's what people say if somebody breaks into your house. You know, that was their fault. It should be the same with businesses. Uh, and speaking of, uh, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Give me a second here. I lost my whole page. Okay, I can't get to that article. I don't know why sometimes... Uh, I save these articles on an app. It's called Pocket. And I can be going through different news sources and pick an article and send it straight to Pocket. So then I have a list 
uh, of what I want to do. Some of those, uh, when I tap on them, when I'm doing the show here, the, the screen goes blank, uh, the whole thing, so I can't, can't see what's going on. Uh, but this uh, comes from the News Source Town Hall. Now, I can't tap onto this article because it uh, takes my screen totally away. But uh, here's the headline. NRA blasts California for suspending Second Amendment rights of man who used gun and self-defense. Now, how could California suspend your Second Amendment right for exercising your Second Amendment right for part of what it's intended? Uh... Well, not part, but here it's a self-defense. Uh, self-defense includes tyrannical governments too. Uh, and no, I am not promoting vigilante violence. I'm simply telling you that our forefathers included the Second Amendment because they knew that one day the government would turn on its citizens. And the right, your a Second Amendment right, was to defend yourself, your neighbors, your family, whoever. That's the fact. That's what it's for. Um, so, in here, this guy was using it in self-defense. Just, uh, 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 I can't get to the story. I don't know if uh, he was at home and a business out. Uh, on the street somewhere, uh, but anyhow, uh, California decides that they're going to suspend uh, this man's Second Amendment rights for protecting himself. Uh, I don't know where uh, some of these lawmakers uh, get the idea uh, of how they can strip citizens of our God-given rights. Oh, let's see what else. Okay, here. This, uh, every time I see this, I shake my head because you have to be, uh, beyond retarded. Beyond retarded to, to do this. This comes from, uh, San Antonio. Wait. SanAntonioReport.org. The headline is, More than 850 guns collected during San Antonio's first gun exchange. Now, I'm sure you've probably seen these stories before. and uh, You know, it has all of these uh, sheep, sheeple, standing in line with their firearms that they probably paid, uh, you know, uh, hundreds if not thousands of dollars for. Uh, for a $50 gift card. Uh, maybe this article will say what they were getting, but it doesn't near equal what your firearm is worth. And it sure as hell doesn't equal the safety that your firearm uh, will bring you. And trust me, one day, and the day is coming, that you're going to need your firearm to protect yourself. And you have these simple-ass people standing there, firearms in hand, exchanging, smiling for the camera, getting a $10 gift card for a $1,000 rifle, and they walk away smiling, thinking they won something. 
you have to be uh, uh, you have to be uh, uh, retarded. Uh, organizers at the Alamodome parking lot in San Antonio ran out of grocery store gift cards hours before expecting expected on Sunday as area residents traded in more than 850 guns to be destroyed. Oh my God, how could you be so stupid? And here, it looks like you got a, 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 gift, a, a gift card for a grocery store. Here, here's my safety. This, this firearm will someday protect me. But here, you take it and destroy it. I want that fruit basket. You have to be a damn fool. And, you know, you would think that these people would be asking themselves, why, you know, do they want my firearm? You know, many of these people are probably law-abiding citizens. You know, firearms have probably been in the gun rack for years. Uh, maybe if you hunt and, you know, you decide you, you, you don't want to hunt anymore, but you still keep your firearms. What would possess someone to disarm themselves, especially in today's world? And you have to ask yourself why, or you should ask yourself why. Why does the government want to destroy my firearms? But you have these simple-ass people... Uh, uh, trade their safety for a couple of dollar uh, gift card at a grocery store. Uh, the article continues here, it's more than we thought, but not more than we had hoped for, said Councilman John Courage, Democrat, who contributed 100000 of his office discretionary funds towards San Antonio's first large-scale public gun exchange. Local congregation and individual donations allowed volunteers to distribute nearly 150,000 in HEB gift cards. Uh, Courage, who was announced, who announced plans to run for mayor, had set a goal of collecting 1,000 guns at the event, which might have been achievable with more gift cards, judging from the number of cars that were turned away from the entrance. Last year, Houston hosted four events that recovered 4,200 weapons, according to Harris County's Precinct 1 website. Last week, a single event there recovered more than 500 firearms. Vehicles started snaking around the Alamo Dome's two large parking lots at 10 a.m. for the buyback, which was scheduled from noon to 5 p.m. Most people waited in line for two hours or more, and entry was closed around 1 p.m. as it became clear the demand for the gift cards outpaced supply. How could this many people be that stupid? Uh, there's one time uh, 4,200 guns turned in. Uh, 
The article continues here, I think this demonstrates the desire for people in our community to continue to make themselves safe in their home, Courage said. We've had too many gun violence, and that gun violence has taken place inside the home almost as much, if not more, than outside the home. Now, okay, I wonder how many of these dumbasses had their uh, firearms at home in a safe or uh, you know, in, in the gun rack. I don't, when I grew up, uh, my dad had a um, gun rack full of firearms, and he didn't have to lock them up. We knew better than to play with them. We knew what they were for. We didn't play with them. We didn't touch them. You know, uh, uh, we never went out and shot somebody or uh, uh, killed uh, one of our siblings or parents because we were playing with a gun. We knew if we touched those guns without permission, uh, we would have had welts on our ass. So, no, I'm not saying don't keep your guns locked up, but I'm saying uh, in my days, when I was growing up, there was no need. Kids were taught, and you know why there was no need? Because parents, and usually the father, passed down his gun safety to his sons and daughters. So, you know, uh, the whole family knew what a firearm was, knew what could happen if you played with it, so you didn't. Uh, you know, I have many, many fond memories of uh, being out hunting with my uh, father and uh, my sister, uh, one of my sisters, and my brother. Uh, with the age, it was uh, mostly me and my uh, older sister. That uh, went hunting, but I have many fond memories. And you know, we never went out in the woods and uh, accidentally shot somebody. Uh, the, you know, the gun, the gun never left a tree stand or left the tree where I was standing. It never went out somewhere and shot somebody. Uh, I had a firearm hanging on the uh, bedpost of the bed. That, that's never got up and went outside and shot somebody. It's never got up and walked around the house and shot somebody. Wake up and there it is. Securely in its holster. So this idea that guns kill people, you have to be, uh, you, you have to be an idiot, a royal idiot, to say something like that. Guns kill people. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Uh, if, if a drunk driver hits a family of five, if a driver's drunk going down the freeway, speeding, all over the road, hits and kills a family of six, do they say that car killed those people? Of course not. Do we try to ban cars because uh, uh, drunks kill people in cars? Of course not. If somebody gets stabbed, do they say, well, we should ban knives? Now, there may be some places uh, that maybe ban uh, certain types uh, of knives, but I know um, uh, in my area, uh, you can earn any type of knife you want. From Balasong, uh, Butterfly, knives to switchblades. They're all legal. You can own them. So, uh, 
I want to see if they say what how big of a uh, gift card they were getting. Uh, nearly 40 police officers on overtime oversaw the event, city manager Eric Walsh said, including members of the San Antonio Police Department's academy staff, patrol, gun, SWAT, and bomb units. You know what? I'll bet you those guys got themselves a nice collection of guns. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, because you were stupid enough to hand over your safety for a gift card to a grocery store. And you know these guys gobbled them guns up. Uh, obviously, we're going to want to do this again, Walsh said. After the Thanksgiving holiday, Cedar, uh, city leadership plans on sitting down and doing an after-action meeting on what worked and what didn't. Most of the guns were long rifles, primarily used for hunting. But two SAPD officials said that at least one fully automatic Uzi and several other powerful far firearms were collected. So here, guys giving up their hunting rifles. This, this is uh, a perfect example of indoctrination. Indoctrination. Uh, the guns ranged in nearly all types, sizes, functionality, from seemingly new firearms to antique shotguns and a small wooden handgun that SAPD firearms instructor Kevin Bortz nicknamed Captain Jack for its pirate area, a pirate era, as a cane gun, which looked like a walking cane but featured a trigger action and barrel through the length, also was dropped off. There's a lot of very unique items that we've come across, a lot of different action types, and we have to be almost figure out in the moment how to unload and clear just to make sure they're safe, Bort said. Some of them are very tricky. A few guns barely fit in the definition of a firearm, but even non-functioning weapons, get this, were worth a $50 gift card. Uh, it's, uh, this was made to get 50 bucks, an officer said before tossing a confiscated hunk of plastic and metal into a trunk of rifles. Jerry Beverly brought in two shotguns, a 22 caliber rifle and an Aristica rifle, a Japanese war relic. Most of the guns have been largely unused since Beverly inherited them from his father. What a piece of shit. Inherit a firearm from your father. An inheritance to you. From the man that raised you. And you go sell it for a $50 grocery cart? You have to be the worst child ever to sell off uh, th those guns should have been handed down to this person's children I believe you know that actually uh, ticks me off to hear that that somebody would sell a firearm that was inherited to them from their father and sell it for a $50 gift card grocery 
store gift card. Do you realize, too, uh, how many groceries at today's times you can get for 50 bucks? People selling their firearms for a couple of loaves of bread with a jar of peanut butter and some jelly. There's your 50 bucks. Well, maybe throw in a gallon of milk. And this guy sold it, something that was his father's. Uh, he said, I haven't gone dove hunting in 40 years, I think, he said. Beverly hopes the event as a whole will reduce gun violence in San Antonio. Now, okay, big deal, this guy said that this must have been uh, the piece of shit that sold uh, his inheritance from his father. He hasn't gone dove hunting in 40 years. So what? So what? That was your father's. And he thought enough of you to will it to you? And then you cockroach go sell it? For a $50 grocery store card? Unbelievable. Uh, I'm not even going to finish the article. You know, there was some more there. Uh, but that, that just totally uh, disgusted me beyond belief. That somebody could uh, be that big of a... Uh, ungrateful bastard. Sell off, his, sell off his father's guns. Uh, anyhow, folks, I'm going to close up uh, this evening's uh, show. I'm starting to get hoarse a little bit. Uh, but, uh, hey, we've got a show in. And uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving again, everyone. And again, area code uh, 731-LONE-WOLF. Uh, I am sorry I did not get to your um, articles. But I will take a look at them and uh, see if I can't fit them in uh, uh, this coming Tuesday show. Uh, I will be back here uh, Tuesday, November 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify. Uh, check out the show page on True Social. Uh, download True Social, set up your profile. And search for the Rust Belt Classman Show and tap follow. Uh, there's where you get all the information, just like uh, some of the shows there uh, that I missed. Uh, if, if you wondered, you know, wow, I wonder why they had a show tonight. If you download True Social and you start following the Rust Belt Classman Show, you would have known ahead of time that there was no show. So uh, that's the whole purpose of the show page, to keep you as a listener informed. Uh, because I know um, uh, there were many uh, pro-white shows that I used to love uh, to listen to. And, you know, uh, I would tune in, and, you know, if it didn't take place that night, you know, I'd be wondering, well, wow, I wonder what happened, you know, what's going on? Uh, and then I'd be disappointed there was no show. But here, this is why I set this up like that, uh, uh, so you can be informed. You'll know. You'll know what's going on, just like the uh, uh, live show, which I wanted to bring up. Um, I, I canceled that one uh, on the 18th uh, because of uh, my health, 
and uh, I'm rescheduled that for December 9th uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern on Podbean. So uh, that's coming back up. Uh, uh, lost myself. Uh, if you have any news articles, thoughts, suggestions, ideas, uh, anything you just want to get off of your chest, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. It's very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Hey, Rust Belt Klansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. There you can leave a uh, voice message and you can also uh, text that number. Uh, so there's a way to um, uh, get a hold of the show. I want to thank everyone for uh, uh, tuning in this evening. And again, I apologize uh, to the two gentlemen. Uh, that sent in articles. I just simply didn't uh, have time to look at those. And uh, these articles were a little older. These were for uh, an earlier show. And I thought, hey, uh, uh, let's get a show on uh, Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, I'm still alive and kicking. And as always, we're going to close out the show here uh, in prayer. Uh, so, uh, here we go, Murph. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Give me discernment to recognize and understand things that seem hidden, God. I need your insight and wisdom to live righteously before you and to serve others authentically without deception. Help me to make wise decisions according to your wisdom and understanding. You have made me a willful person so I can govern my areas of influence with genuine compassion and care to know what actions need to be taken to truly fulfill your desires. Help me not to make decisions merely according to the surface appearances of a situation, but help me to discern the way to determine right courses of action. Train me to be a seeker of truth, God, who loves well and chooses rightly. I am glad to see you honored in my life. Teach me your righteous ways and lead me in wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so there we go, folks. Uh, again, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, most people, I'm sure, you have already had your... Uh, meals, but um, uh, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone had a, uh, a blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, uh, even the poorest uh, of us, uh, you know, uh, less fortunate, we all have something to be thankful for, all of us, uh, you know, even if it's just waking up in the morning. Uh, maybe it's waking up with a, 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 a an empty stomach that you're hungry. Still thankful that you woke up. Uh, I know everybody struggles, uh, uh, but you know we all all have something to be thankful for. As always, from the Rust Belt Classman Show, myself, Paul Brown, 
great power. 